RTHK Radio 3. It's just about uh, 14 minutes past 10. Steve Vines in the house. What's today's wobble? Well, um, we're, we're, it, it's on, we're on a knife edge at the moment. <laughs> ooh. It's, ooh, it's, very un- it's very uncomfortable. But um, there's this thing going on. I, I think the listeners heard about it. The Carrie Lamb selection. The, the Carrie Lamb selection process. No, that's not fair. Which... Apparently, some people are calling a chief executive election campaign. It's very quaint that they call it that, and I, I, I like that. But, I mean, now, it's, it's a case that um, not only um, is it very clear how this thing is being done, but even, even the weasel media are reporting that the Politburo knows. You're eating your own young by saying I, that. I, I, <laughs> Cuckoo vines. <laughs> even the weasel media are now reporting that the, 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 the Politburo made a decision that Carrie Lamb was to be the new chief executive. All this business about an election going on, all this business about Hong Kong's autonomy, all this business about you can vote for anyone, you know, we're not going to get involved. That's just for the fairies. There's not even the shred of pretense. I mean, why the other candidates are uh, even even sitting in there, I'm, I'm slightly mystified. But well, this is all... Let's be fair. I mean, this, there's a lot of gossip going around about this. And just because somebody X who's supposed to be important possibly maybe allegedly said it, we don't know that they did. Well, if the number three person from the Politburo comes down to Shenzhen and has a meeting with the people who are going to essentially decide the outcome of the so-called election, I think you can say... Because it's know. unprecedented. Just being unbiased There's something here. Yeah. You're in the wrong room. You're in the wrong room for that, son. <laughs> and somebody's bound to spill the beans when somebody says something. Exactly. Like that. And that's so why they the, say the it. beans, beans and spilt, are words that are, are very commonly in circulation. And what's what's so amusing about this is that the the um, the people who are spinning the beans are actually just doing it to show... I was in the room. I was important. Yeah, I you don't understand this. We've had a couple of them this week. <laughs> um, I think, I think um, Carrie is a better person for this job than John Jung. I mean, look, why? And you are? Why? OK, uh, uh, thanks uh, for telling uh, uh, us. Yeah, well, because I've had my orders. But what I've found, and, and this is actually what I, 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 I take away from this, is this, this selection process isn't entirely a waste of time because... What you what they have inadvertently disclosed to the great unwashed yeah. is the staggering level of dysfunctionality within the Lung administration. Here you have Carrie Lamb, who remember was the number two person in the administration, saying, Oh, that John Jung very bad. Budget's not you know, not generous enough. He squirreled away the money. Well stop just there. She was the number two person in the government. Did she never discuss the budget? His boss. His boss, is that right? No, no, no. Well, when you're the number two no, person. No, I think the CE is the boss. Mm. But Just a little sidebar here, Steve. You haven't heard about him sledging people, unless I've missed those articles. You have. Yet again, the other day. Um, see why... Um, um, no, I mean, John, I, I haven't heard about... Oh, John Jung. John Jung, yeah. No, but let, let's just, just get to this, because it, it, it is actually quite revealing. So she is saying that his budgets were all very bad, you know, squirrelling away money, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, there's, there's a number of explanations here. None of them reflect well on the administration. Number one is that they don't discuss things. Something as major as the budget isn't discussed by the senior officials of the SAR government. That's pretty damning. Number two, they are discussed, but CY is such a dictator that he doesn't actually listen to anybody else's views. Or number three, which is... None of these are good explanations. 
Number three possible explanation is that this government is so compartmentalised that, you know, even though the budget affects every single aspect of government, the, the way it works is only the finance department deals with it. Everybody else just sits there like a bunch of numpties and waits to see the outcome. Or number four. Now, number four, if we had a roll of drums, we might try a roll of drums. Number four is that they're all telling porkies, and actually she did know about it. And she kept stum. She said, this is a terrible way of handling the, the, the SAR's reserves and its resources, and I'm not going to say anything. Oh, until, incidentally, I'm running to have the top job. Mm. I mean, what a... What an insight into the way this government is We run. are learning quite a bit. Hold we on just are. a second. What do you think at home or wherever you might be in the massage parlour? We are live on Facebook. Go to our Morning Brew Facebook page <coughs> and you can see Steve in all of his Technicolor glory. So join in. If you've got any comments, stick them up there or email morningbrew at rthk.hk. It is in full colour. I, wa- I, w- I want to stress that. Yep, technical, yeah, technocrat so, colour. So there we go. Now we've got John Jung. Um, who, as you say, doesn't directly criticise Carrie in the way she directly criticised him. But we now discover that although he was the number three official in the SAR government, he thinks that this new TSA scheme, which has been introduced not once but twice by the government of which he was a member, is Horlicks and shouldn't be allowed. He thinks that the housing programme of the current administration is far too timid and hasn't been working. But this is his, but, this is his honeymoon. He's allowed to say this now. No, if you well, had, no, no. My if view is that if, you're, if you've been in the government and you've only left it a few weeks ago, yeah. you either should have done something to influence those decisions or if you felt strongly enough on these crucial decisions yeah. about housing crucial decisions about education you should have stood up and said look I cannot be part of a government that is following down the wrong path we don't know that he didn't and he wasn't squished well we do know he didn't because he was still there no what I mean is you don't know that we we don't know that in the midst of these he may well he may well have he may well have and he would have said I don't like this and they would have said shut up and get the tea but (laughs) but if that is the case if that is the case he's failed the first hurdle of leadership because the first hurdle of leadership is not just that you speak truth to power but that you act so you know you see in practically any any government that works people who have a profound disagreement with principle over policy they get off up the table they say fine this is the policy but you know count me out i'm i'm leaving (coughs) did you see that happening if well, no, that's what did. I'm saying. There's a lot of things we don't know. I'm not being deliberately obtuse or whatever. No, no, but my point is <laughs> that he either did or he didn't leave. And he's saying that he had these fundamental disagreements with things the government was doing, yet he sat there and took it. My view is that if you have... You are so de- so bereft of principle that you will remain in a government when you fundamentally disagree Listen, with its Steve, major I mean, policies. If you, if you were to give every single civil servant in this town a shot of sodium pentothal, the truth drug, they would probably all say the same thing to you. Well, ka-ching. ka-ching. I mean, but, you know, in, in, in functional and, and good governance situations, what happens is, is that people who really disagree with the policy say, OK, I'm off. 
This is what happens. In, uh, this is among grown-ups. Yes, but. and my imaginary friend will pay my rent and my kids' school fees. Um, I, I, these people have been earning a lot of money. I don't think their main issue is, you know, which, which, which bread line to join. Well, some, some, there's some people who could do it easier than others. I mean, oh, look at my savings account, $50 million. Um, yes. And we ain't heard the last of we that. We ain't heard the last <laughs> of that, have we? Yes. I don't think so. No. So there's that going on. What else is going on? Oh, yes. Well, the Don. Yeah, oh, yes. We have to be a bit careful about this. Of course. There's, there's a trial going of on. Of course, but, but it's mean, happening. But we, we will get a, a, a decision quite soon because the defence haven't called any witnesses and including Donald Jung himself won't be speaking in his own defence. So we've, we, we're just hearing at the moment from his brief, who, who's up on her hind legs, saying, you know, the government has no case to answer and uh, my man's clean as the driven slope, which is what she's supposed to say. That's the Yeah, well, the point is, absolutely right, we can't chat about it, but it's just another piece of wood on this bonfire that is Hong Kong's social I mean, and status. it is very interesting. You've got the... the uh, we've got one um, former chief secretary in jail. We've got a chief executive on criminal charges... I'm not saying there's a problem, but I am saying, gosh, now, that's interesting. Expand this worldwide. How many ex-officials have gone down for this, that and the other? To your knowledge, do you remember any really famous ones? Do you? I mean, there must have been. Surely there must have England, been. They're all bent um, in England. <laughs> <laughs> well, Perfumo, but that was for, sh- sh- for something else. <laughs> well, he didn't... Well, that, he didn't... You know, he, he, he got went, into trouble. He, he got into trouble for lying, that's true. But not for not for um, <laughs> something else. spreading it around. Um, let me think. Let me think. Well, yeah, who's going to I mean, in a well, shroud? Well, well, of, well, all right. Yeah. Let me. Let me. Let, let's go to what's happening at the moment. You, you've had Berlusconi in Italy. Oh yeah, man. convicted. <laughs> you've had in France at the moment the former president Sarkozy is about to go into the courts again for illegally accepting election funds. Yep. It's it's not unknown. It's not unknown. I'm, I'm proud that the Hong Kong SAR can join this noble company of Berlusconi, Sarkozy, John Profumo. <laughs> who's, who's said that thing about absolute power corrupts? I don't know. But, but Absolutely, It yes. was one of the Russian boys, I'm sure. No, it wasn't, because they, the, they were the ones... That, no. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, there is absolute truth to that, and I don't know why it is. Do you think it's just that some people have a certain greed gene in them and a, a certain chancy arm gene? No. I, I have a different explanation. I do think, obviously, people are greedy. I mean, you know, there's no great revelation there. But I think that, that, that power breeds arrogance. Oh, and I'm that, there it. is a total, total suspension of belief. These people who control the leaves of power think, I can get away with this. They kid themselves. They can get away with more or less anything. And every now and again, they get pulled up. Not always. I mean, there are people, you know, haunting the corridors of power yeah. who most definitely should be in jail, but... Um, it just seems to be a... It's like um, but there is this ar- I, think, I think it is an arrogance problem rather than a greed problem. Because, actually, you look at the sums involved, and, again, I'm passing no judgment on the case, but you look at, at the sums involved in the Donald Jung case. I mean, they're not squillions of dollars... I know, They're it's actually the, it's the principle, isn't it? Well, no, no, exactly. But what I'm saying to you is, so the 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 reason this money was or was not taken for for nefarious reasons can't have been the sum of money. It was just, you know, it was just there. It is. 
right. Nobody's going to question me. I'm the, you know, I'm the boss. But it's always, it's always, what is it? The sleeping, <coughs> the dark horses, the, yes, you know. Yes, yes, But, uh, you know, let, well, let's see what happens. We, uh, uh, you know, we're certainly not going to pronounce on whether this case is, is rightly brought or I wrongly I want you to brought. do a Mystic Meg really quickly. So, whatever the outcome of this case, it's not good, Right. Is this going to pave the way for... Now let's talk about that £50 million, as soon as he locks his office door and takes his box of goodies out. Um, this is In your very, opinion. No, no, in my <laughs> opinion, what worries the hell out of me now is that the um, Department of Justice in Hong Kong is behaving in a political rather than in a judicial way. And decisions about prosecution are taken much with... A political consequences um, repercussions to mind as they are with the actual rule of law. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got this big row in LegCo yesterday over why all these people who were charged after Occupy haven't been brought to trial. And a lot of people are saying is one reason they haven't been brought to trial is actually the Department of Justice has no case. But they wanted to be seen as acting. Mm. So, you know, this is this is terrible territory. Now you're saying, do you think that the current chief executive might be investigated or charged over this money from UGL? Well, I don't know. That's the point. I've got a couple of comments here. We're on Facebook Live for about three or four more minutes before the news. Join us and say hi. Go to our Morning Brew page. Manny says, don't forget bow ties and advertised Catholic. Well, I think that's partly what's getting up people's hooters. But, it, yes, but we'll, it, lose that. we'll lose it, that for now. Here's a big God-botherer. Uh, Peter, Peter the author, he says, Jonathan Aitken lied to Parliament. Now, that was a massive case, Peter. I'd forgotten all about that. And in fact... Well, that, that, well, that arose out of a libel trial, if you remember. That was a very interesting case. A friend of mine got fired. He's also fired. a majorly God-botherer, incidentally. Well, a friend of mine got fired from a UK radio station. Fired for calling Jonathan Aitken a liar. Yeah. Turns out he was. My friend didn't get his job back. No, no. But that was that was a very interesting case because, uh, as I say, it arose out of a libel case in which he lied. Oh, yeah. And... Um, oh, I see, right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it, it is quite interesting. But, you know, the, the, the process worked. He did his time. He's come out. He's, he's a new man. He now comments on, on, on life and Christianity copiously and <laughs> i listen <clears throat> with bated breath yeah yeah so what about let's just go back to what's happening right now i mean we've all been having a bit of fun with 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 um, a certain person's rather flaccid attempts at social media yes 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 oh yeah. what's I'm, this I, i'm not one to talk it's about a computer love. Re- yes However, yes. yeah. Oh, well, it's a computer. However, sh- however, John Chong's ideas on innovation and technology are very poor. Aren't, aren't very poor. They're complete, no, absolutely they're complete not. Hallways. He knows where the on button is. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, it, it's very interesting. Carrie Lam's defence of you know not knowing where to buy toilet paper, not knowing how to use the MTR and what have you, is that she's even mocked by members of her own family. Unless it's a big wind up. Well, what she says is she's even mocked by members of her own family for, for, you know, being a fool. These are her words, not mine, about these practical things. And I'm saying, gosh, so you're running on a campaign that I'm a fool, but trust me? I um, don't think that's exactly I don't <laughs> think that's quite how it's being phased. But, um, I, I mean, you know... The, the, the point is, she's sort of asking the public for sympathy. She's saying, oh, gosh, you know, I've never really been in this position before. But actually, 
she's been in public life at a very elevated level for at least two decades. I mean, she's been a civil servant for longer, but at an elevated level for at least two decades. She's not actually new to the game. See, I don't know why. She's running around saying to people, oh, well, you know, I've never been a chief executive candidate before. Well, hey, wake up, smell the coffee. Nobody's been a chief executive candidate until they've been a chief executive candidate. Who Back knew? with Steve Vines after the news, which is coming. Still in the conversation pit with Steve Vines this morning. Thanks for checking us out on our video. We're going to go totally audio now because I think, I think Facebook's just going to break if we it, leave. It, it is. <laughs> um, otherwise, I'll take to Twitter. I know. Oh, particularly yeah. once I find out what it is. <laughs> exactly. Well done. It's, a, it's an anatomical term. It's the thing between... Never mind. Yes. Te what, what, what do you want to do? Oh, well, um, while we're tweeting or whatever it is that, yeah. that people do when they've got nothing better to do with their lives... Um, I think we need to turn back to the subject of food trucks. Oh, yeah, well, look, it's happened. It's happened. And one of them has come up with smoothies. Yes, gosh, who knew? Um, I mean, what... Uh, on the very slight chance that anybody ever listens to this programme, they might have heard me rant on about this absolutely daft scheme that the government has where they decide, you know, everything that the food trucks has to but do. But they decide everything about everything. Well, yes, except for, unless it's decided by a property developer, then that's completely different. But uh, as far as food trucks is concerned, I, I do think that I remember saying, this is bonkers, having a... You having, didn't actually use that word. Didn't I? No, it oh, began with gosh. I might have said it's jolly poor show. I think that was the word I That's used. Jolly poor show. That you have a system where a bunch of bureaucrats tell the people in the food business what they're allowed to sell, what they're not allowed to sell. Then they have a little farcical food test for them and God knows what. So now people are saying, but, you know, they're not allowed to change the menus on their food trucks unless the government approves it. And I'm thinking, what? Yes. What? what? Yeah. Stand back, stand That's... back. The government has to approve yes. what the chef wants yes. to put on his list. Yes, yes. yes. You can't change the menus. Why not? So uh, You weren't paying attention before. <laughs> I, I do believe, tut, 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 you. I do believe I mentioned this before this scheme started, that the system is so rigidly controlled by the bureaucrats that they, because they know better than the customers, they know better than people in the food industry. So that, you know, if today you're selling um, sliced oyster buns ostrich. With, with ostrich <laughs> and a bit of snake soup just to keep up, the, um, keep up the interest, and you find that nobody wants to buy it, yeah. tough titty. You've yep. got to carry on selling it until some bureaucrat has looked at your new menu proposal. Some bureaucrat who, I swear will know nothing about food whatsoever. Oh, but they'll know lots about forms. They, I really be, mean that, by the yes, way. Yes, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm entirely convinced, but it will be someone with a very acute knowledge of how to fill in a form. And that person will look at it and go, oh, no, this wasn't on the original proposal. Oh, no, no. Oh, it says here that the public want to eat it. Well, I can't. Oh, I'm not going to take that into consideration because that's just pandering I, to the public I, I just taste. haven't heard this, though. I mean, that's, you tell a chef what he can put on his menu. Yes. Yeah, yep, that's the scheme. What, what, and now people are discovering <laughs> that these food trucks are a bit expensive. Well, of course they're a bit expensive because <coughs> the bonkers way the government has set up the scheme, they have to invest at least a million in in buying and fitting out a truck that incidentally can't be moved unless the government says it can be moved. I mean, the whole thing is beyond, beyond bonkers. It, 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 yeah, I mean, I'm still spluttering on the first thing you said. I had no clue about this. Mm. 
And and so, you know, I mean, anybody who's been in the business, and even I know something about this, yeah. knows that you, you, you open a restaurant, you put on a menu, and then you see what the punters want. Well, yeah. And if the punters don't like this, you take it off the menu. If somebody comes into the restaurant and says, I'll tell you what, what I'd really like next time I come in here, you know, is, is a double frappuccini burger, you'll say, well, I'll look at that. I might be able to, you know... I must uh, ask the relevant department. Well, no, I'll, ask the, I'll ask the relevant department. Maybe an expert. But Maybe what? the whole committee will consider my application. Where in the deepest, darkest, most cavernous pit of logic can we come up with an explanation saying that a chef can't change his menu? I'm, I'm um, gen- genuinely food, serious. Food, environment and hygiene department are the, the f- are the words you're gasping for. I, I mean, that's a, that's a gobsmacker, though. Yeah, that's how it's working. So anyway, so this... And now they've discovered, gosh, who knew? Yeah. That, that in some locations it's working better than others. God. There's, there's, there's no recorded um, thing in the history of commerce that, that, that has I'm printing out an electronic mail. Forgive the noise. Oh, God. Is that, is that, that whirling noise? It's for you, yeah. Is it a form for me to fill it's in while I'm talking? <laughs> so you can change your subject. <laughs> so where in recorded history do we know of a commercial enterprise or it, that, that's equally effective everywhere? Yeah. Where on earth is it stated that... And, and it just shows you the stupidity of the bureaucrat in this. charge of this. So Greg So turns up on day one and of course on day one in hong kong everything on day one does well even my businesses do well on day one yeah. and, and then cr- <laughs> watch it watch it you um but but you know so then you get to day two and you know it's still it's still a new thing and then business drops off by about 80 percent and they're going no, isn't it? they're going oh oh well um uh, ooh, uh, ooh, uh, ooh, uh. so my view would have been if any of these people had the smallest, tiniest iota of an idea, is not to go out on day one and say it's been a great success, we've proved that we've cracked it, we, this is going to be fabulous. The best thing to do is do absolutely nothing because you're a bunch of numpties, you know nothing about what's going on, you've set up a system that doesn't work mm-hmm. and, and, and you're declaring it a success. You really, really take the calm pill, stay at home... And munch on your pineapple buns or whatever it is. This is, opposed, this is opposed to the lead pipes where you turn the tap on, leave it running for five minutes and then test the water. Oh, there's no lead in there. Yes. Well, that, that, that was a proven and successful um, modus operandi, which is your actual Latin, in case you're, you didn't know that. This email is not about this, but it's from John, and I'd love you to read it. OK, he says, only after, that's in capital letters, these folks leave government, do they speak out? Oh, we're we're referring to the discussion before before the the break. (coughs) Suddenly, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) they have fresh ideas and policies, widely, wildly criticised government policy, including uh, Mike Rouse, um, Joseph Tam, etc. So it should be no surprise that only after quitting the government does John Jung suddenly Blimey. have a new idea about finance and tax. Rouse didn't just spill the beans. He got up on top of Mount Everest with a super-duper hi-fi and bled it to the world, didn't he? Yeah, well, <laughs> that was nice. And I, you know, bless him. <laughs> All right, whatever. What can I say? Yeah, well, it's interesting John brings up this thing about the tax. I mean, one of the uh, new and attractive things that John Jung is proposing is to complicate Hong Kong's super, super simple tax system. Is that so? Yes. Go on, then. I think that's going to be good. I think, you know, one thing people always say about Hong Kong's super tax system is it's very simple. So I suppose a good idea would be to make it more complicated. And, of course, you haven't mentioned Article 23 yet. But, but before, before you steam in on this one, I have a feeling 
that possibly his thinking is here. Well, look, it's a fait accompli. Let's do it in a in a you know a way that people might dig. Because let's face it, you know, people you, have you these laws. You are full of the milk of human kindness. No, I'm trying my hardest here. You are here. trying your hardest. He's, he's basically it's saying... It's just not good enough. Look, shush, it's just not good enough. He's basically saying, look, it's going to happen, but let's put in the good bits. No, what he's saying is, <laughs> please, sir, please, comrades, approve me. I'm going to talk about Article 23, um, because I know you like me to talk about Article I don't, I don't 23. Know, I, don't, I, don't I think that's what's going on there. Well, and, maybe. And big time. Maybe, maybe, who knows... He's thinking, well, look, they just don't get it. And the minute we mention those few letters, everybody goes up in arms. But why don't we put it to people in a more... So- well, he didn't quite say that. Yeah, I know, but whatever. You're, you're just put- whatever. You're putting words words into his mouth. I mean, you know, he may, he may have the milk of human kindness flying out of every fibre of his body. We're talking about John Chung here. I don't... Don't He's just saying it's been lost in the detail. Devil in the detail. Yeah, right. Well, I'm just yeah, saying right. possibly. All right, look, shut Yeah, right. Look, I've got an email here from Bob McNobb, and he said, this is my kind of email, because yes. I can read this. Go he goes, on. long hair. What's he up to? Steve's take. Ah, right. Ah, good point. So here we have long hair, who said that nobody should ever take part in the farce of a chief executive election, saying, I tell you what, I think I'll take part in the farce of a chief executive election. Yeah, yeah. United we stand, divided we're divided. Democrat, and, and Democrats. He, and he says, <laughs> I mean, remember, he was the man who, 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 who protested against um, Albert Ho um, taking part in the last chief executive selection, which at the time wasn't called the Carrie Lam selection process, if you remember. It was called the Lan Chong Ying selection process. Um, but anyway, so he's now said, well, you know, if 1% of the Hong Kong population yeah. vote for me in this poll that's currently being undertaken by the same people who organised the original um, civic action around the Occupy movement. He says, if 1% of the people, I will run. Well, you know, long hair, you've got to be a bit consistent. He knows he's doing a wind-up, you come either, on. You either, you either, you know, you're either prepared to take the pill or you're not. So now he's saying, well, you know, actually, I did ask some other people whether they'd run, but they, they declined. My own view is, actually, there's nothing wrong with a Democrat running in this, as long as they make it clear that they're only running for propaganda reasons, not because they have any realistic... Just remember at this point, Steve, that everybody laughed when Longhair said he wanted to join LegCo. Yes, and he did become the highest vote winner. So, yeah, I, 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 I take that point. I do take that point. And they said, well, he'll only get elected once, and I think he's been elected three or four times since. So I take all of that. They're saying that about Donald Trump. <laughs> They're saying that about Donald Trump. I think I think you might find that long hair could sue for libel being compared with Donald Trump. But anyway, moving on. Anyway, yeah. Um, on. Can we can we just say in case that writ is in the post, we're just joking. Yeah. It's not a real comparison. Well, he hasn't got the hair for it for a start. This is true. He's got his own hair. He hasn't got a front piece. The prison guys don't like that thing either. They're going to fight it. With, yeah. No. You cut people's hair in prison, don't you? Yes, you Harry. do. And he's 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 got an action out on that. Maybe that will be the main part of his election campaign. I don't.